Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hutsmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hutsmo Black. Day after Valentine's Day. Happy belated ba- Valentine's Day for uh, all the ladies in the house. Welcome to the Hushmo Bank Forum. You've got me, the Hushmo, driving the train this evening. Yes, February 15th. This month is almost gone, y'all. It's over half gone. Remember, this is a short month. My birthday month. I'm still celebrating my birthday, February 4th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we only get 28 days this, uh, this month, and it's, it's over half over already, y'all. Welcome to the National Black Forum, y'all, where we do it bigger, better, and longer, and out of necessity sometimes louder, although we don't like to go there. We like to keep everything on the even keel out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. Hey, hey, y'all, check my new uh, website out, HushmoBlack.com, and check my new blog out. I've got a uh, page hanging off of uh, my website, a blog page. I'm just, I'm still designing it. Y'all need to get out there on my Facebook page uh, and uh, like that Hushmo Black Forum uh, uh, page on, uh, hanging on to my Facebook page. Uh, I need I need some more likes. <laughs> hey, got a call-in number, y'all. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of things to uh, cover. 1-888-588-3814. We don't take many calls out on the Hushmo Black Forum, mainly because we drive this train by ourselves out here, y'all. We doing the work of four men. We doing the work of four people. Yeah, and ladies can do this job too. Just, <laughs> hey, we we ain't, uh, we ain't discriminating out here. Not on the Hushmo. In fact, we advocate for social justice on behalf of uh, Americans of Afghanistan. Not, not because we don't love everybody. The new book, y'all, Racism is Hate, Hate is Out. Somebody said, well, oh, you got a extreme uh, radical book here. This book is not radical, y'all. This book is more mainstream. It deals with uh, the history of my family here in Georgia, which go back over 200 years. I mean, you can't write about 200 years of uh, my history without uh, encountering uh, racism and uh, the uh, impact of it. Uh, on on me and, and my family members, and just so happened the conversation the other day uh, in the nation is about uh, economic uh, inequality, and uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, racism. Believe it or not, from my, from my perspective, and that's what my book, my writing uh, is uh, dealing with uh, the uh, impact that it had, uh, the negative impact that it had on uh, Americans of African descent. Uh, not we love everybody. I mean, I, I yeah, there's a lot of poor, uh, poor uh, minority groups in the country. There's a lot of poor uh, majority groups. Uh, a lot of poor whites in the country. It's not just about blacks in terms of uh, uh, the economic disparity. We just uh, we advocate on uh, behalf of uh, American African descent because by extension, uh, uh, we're. Uh, we're part of that uh, community to make sense and find ourselves advocating for them. I mean, we, we make up uh, uh, some 13% of the population here uh, and uh, uh, house about 
60% of the GL population supplements seriously wrong with that. Uh, own about one tenth of the, not even one tenth of the, what another family of four of the general population is worth. We're worth uh, less than, I don't even know. It's, it's troubling when you look at the study that uh, Brandeis University did a couple of years ago on the economic disparity uh, going on in the country. Uh, but, uh, we everybody's talking about it from the president on down, but uh, my book, Racism and Hate, take a critical look at uh, the uh, Jim Crow laws and the uh, separate equal laws that was in place until 1954 that uh, had a crippling effect on uh, the economy of uh, my community. Absolutely. So we deal with that. We got That's got to be part of the conversation today when we start talking about uh, the economic inequality. That that story has to be uh, brought into the conversation here. Uh, I contend, uh, my study contends that uh, America's right when the descent born before 1954 was injured by uh, the uh, plastic and uh, economically and had a right to uh, petition the courts back in 1954 for a financial reparation. This is not uh, something that I'm look, advocating, uh, relitigating, or taking it, dragging it through the courts. No, we, we already uh, won that case. That case was won, won in 1954. That case was won in 1954 when Brown set aside classes. That's what, that's what I advocate. And that uh, is a way that I believe that uh, we, American Rackman Descent, uh, those especially born prior to uh, 1954. Uh, we have to uh, get a petition together and send it up uh, to uh, the Justice Department uh, uh, seeking uh, the reparation that uh, we wanted back then in that case. We, we need to get to uh, 300,000 signatures right away and send in to uh, the Justice Department, Attorney General Holder, demanding that he look back and uh, See if not uh, the laws that uh, Brown overturned included the uh, discrimination in the workplace. This put then the reparation case brought by the nine farmers in Connecticut in 2009. No different thing. In fact, the Supreme Court ruled on those fellows fast saying that race had no business uh, in the workplace, giving people some money, <laughs> giving people some money. No difference, y'all. No diff, no different. That's no different than uh, no different than what Brown said. Yeah, so that separate equal laws was inherently unequal. Uh, make those people whole that they set uh, that thing uh, uh, aside uh, and uh, uh, the 14th Amendment violations that occurred in the workplace uh, you have to uh, somehow make those folks whole yeah that, that didn't happen you you, 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 uh, you have to uh, make those people whole yeah. that's what that uh, uh, due process uh, uh, 
should have been about in terms of uh, reparation there. Uh, we contend that uh, Thurgood Marshall and his legal team had every right to petition that court for on behalf of uh, some uh, some 20 million Americans who were acting at the time who had uh, been uh, discriminated against uh, by the state. By the state, so we're not I'm not, I'm not mad at nobody. I don't want to sue nobody, uh, no citizen, no poor person uh, taking some wealth from some. Poor people ain't got no money. Right? Poor white people ain't got no money. They ain't no better off than poor black people. We ain't got no money. They ain't got no money. I, I'm petitioning the, the state. The state is what uh, uh, has the laws in place. That's who we are. Uh, the uh, republic. The constitution is the republic. Now, yeah, uh, the democracy is a society. That's where all the poor folks reside in the society. That's a mob, much like the Tea Party. That's a darn mob. The democracy itself is made up of a bunch of, uh, of factions uh, uh, with their own uh, uh, agendas, uh, a bunch of mobs. That's what the uh, American society is made up of, the democracy part of uh, that thing. The Constitution itself is a, a, a republic. I'm petitioning the republic. I'm petitioning the republic uh, for reparation. Yeah, it, it's not you know it'd be not only uh, good for me, but good for uh, uh, the uh, economy. Imagine that. <laughs> you were brothers of money. You talk about spending it back in the society, in the hurry, in the economy. But yeah, that's a fact. America's back in the sand, born prior to 1954. Uh-uh, we ain't got to relitigate anything. I'm not advocating going out here retrying that. Thurgood Marshall, under the tutelage of Charles Hamilton Houston, fought that thing for 20 something years, hell straight, lawsuit after lawsuit uh, against uh, Plessy. Against the Fourteenth Amendment rights uh, violations that uh, were in place under the Jim Crow laws at the time, they fought that thing for twenty years, and finally, in 1954, uh, Brown set aside uh, uh Oh no, it didn't uh, really. It didn't uh, automatically uh, uh, institute even a, a civil uh, uh, due process of the thing. It took uh, years. <laughs> through the Civil Rights Movement, through uh, Rosa Parks, through uh, the Birmingham Bombers, through Willie T, uh, Emmett Till. You know, it took a lot of struggle to uh, even institute the so-called integrated civil part of that uh, mandate there in 1954. Uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall never petitioned that court for financial reparation due to some threat of uh, racial terrorism. Yeah. There was a tremendous amount of pressure put on him not to uh, file for financial reparation back then uh, because they feared uh, some racial unrest uh, in, the, in, the, in the South. You know, that's crazy. That's a threat of uh, uh, nothing short of uh, terrorism. There you go. And the country today is in this dilemma about why there's such an economic uh, disparity. My book delves into it. racism and hate in American reality, looks at racism from the beginning of uh, this country. And uh, 
what I found in my research is that uh, this thing started uh, uh, pretty much as a uh, mechanism to uh, keep in place uh, a social order here in the South. Racism was part of a mechanism to keep in place a social order here in the South, where uh, at, at the height of uh, the slavery uh, period in our history, there was uh, uh, as many slaves as there were uh, uh, free uh, whites in the population. They had to have a mechanism, and they set out to uh, create this uh, harem democracy, if you will, uh, through uh, through the use of racism as one of their tools. That's an old uh, 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 superiority uh, of phobia. They set out to uh, make that thing an old... I like to say it's uh, man-induced uh, uh, fulfilling prophecy of racism that uh, control uh, the society that uh, kept uh, uh, law and order in the society or kept some some I don't know what it was kept some kind of semblance uh, of uh, law and order where you had uh, a class system among the uh, whites uh, from poor to, uh, from rich to poor, and a caste system, <laughs> a caste system <laughs> for the blacks somewhere underneath the uh, the class system that existed, uh, forming this uh, antebellum uh, uh, society that uh, <laughs> uh, they so hated to... Uh, uh, give up in that uh, going with the weird movement. Yeah. But uh, I, I uh, we can have a conversation about the economic inequality without uh, pointing out uh, our history, without uh, talking about our history and why it is that uh, so many uh, so many now uh, young folks are uh, in the prisons. I got this thing on the blog, y'all, talking about uh, uh, the treatment of black young males. And uh, Bill, Bill O'Reilly and Don Lillard went back and forth about uh, the causes of uh, uh, <coughs> the uh, demands that uh, our community finds itself in, especially among our young folks. And uh, they had all kinds of uh, of reasons of why blacks do this, don't do that, and walk around with your pants down and refuse this and that. And, oh, but and nowhere along the way that they uh, ever mention uh, the cause of uh, the economic divide uh, uh, that exists uh, in our community because they don't want to look at. Uh, 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 the cause. They don't want to look at uh, uh, the blatant uh, 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 the blatant uh, uh, just uh, uh, horrific uh, effects that uh, the separate equal uh, Jim Crow laws had on uh, 
black Americans. They don't want to look at that. They don't want to consider uh, racism as a, uh, a, a, the f- a main factor in uh, the economic uh, the economic uh, inequality, starting with uh, the denial of uh, some 46 million acres of property. You know? That's in my book, Racism and Hate, starting with 46 million acres of property in 1866 in the Southern Homestead Act. Michael Lanza, y'all wrote a book about it, the Southern Homestead Act, y'all check it out. Uh, 46 million acres uh, set aside mainly for uh, the ex-slaves to uh, acquire, to have uh, some semblance of a uh, 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 a place to uh, 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 lay their hat and uh, start uh, assimilating into this new free society. Guess what it was uh, designed for, the 46 million acres, the Homestead Act, much like the Homestead Act of 1862. Dang, nobody crying about that Homestead Act of 1862, giving away all that land out west to the settlers moving the west. They gave away over 240 million acres of that land now, <laughs> of federal land that they Somehow I got from the Indians. I don't know how they got it. They say, <clears throat> yet some 43 million, it's 46 million acres set aside for the ex slaves in the South was denied uh, uh, them. Denied them. Uh, that thing stayed on the books for 10 years from 1866 uh, to 1876. And uh, the uh, folks went crazy, voted against, uh, they rebelled against that thing, shut the government down. Much the same reaction that's occurring today with this Affordable Health Care Act uh, uh, happened uh, uh, at that time, only 10 times worse. The clamor over uh, that 46 million acres was 10 times more vehemently than it is this uh, health care thing. They weren't about to let uh, the free black folks get a hold of that land. You got 46 million land, acres of uh, land, the white southerners and, uh, and uh, some northern uh, uh, some northern industrialists uh, uh, fought against uh, allowing them access to that land. Uh, that was all part of that separate equal thing. So we was injured in a lot of different ways uh, that uh, that law uh, denied us uh, access into uh, the free society. Now remember, that's six, after 600,000 people that died in that civil war for uh, the abolishment of uh, slavery, they refused. They refused to allow uh, the ex-slaves equal uh, access to the society, equal access to a footing in the society through this Homestead uh, Act, Southern Homestead Act. Y'all go check it out. Uh, Michael Lanza did a great, great uh, piece on it. The Southern Homestead Act set aside 46 million acres of property in five southern states uh, to provide land for the free slaves to uh, acquire work and uh, become meaningful uh, citizens in the uh, new society. Yeah. That didn't happen. They shut that government down. Much like this last government shut down, you had a bunch of Tea Partiers back then. It wasn't Republicans. Republicans, remember, they was radical. They were uh, Republic, uh, uh, 
uh, Lincoln's uh, radical Republicans, they were all about uh, freeing the slaves. This thing not flipped on the shelf. This thing, now, this political thing, not flipped on the shelf. Oh, yeah, you got uh, uh, the Republican Party that you got now, not the Republican Party of Lincoln now. Come on, no. It's all uh, Dixon fest that took over that party. The old Democrats of the South that took over that party now. Look at it. They didn't take over that part. Remember, the Georgia's all, all Republicans. They ain't never been no Republican state. That's, hey, I'm from here. Been here 70 years. <clears throat> 70 years, yeah. I don't know, 70 the next group. So, you know, you can't, uh, <laughs> you can't run from your past, especially with your parties, yeah. You can't run from your past. Just by, uh, they've got one thing in mind and one thing in mind only. That is to destroy the uh, good old party in Lincoln, pretty good job of it now. It's imploding. They, uh, uh, done. Verdict in, the boy found guilty. Three counts of murder, one of firing in the car. Justice is served, y'all. A lot of people, justice is served as far as I'm concerned. You can't just go around killing uh, our young folks like that. Oh, it's going to be a, somebody complaining about it, but you can't just, uh, you got the, the man, first of all, the man upstairs ain't going to stand for it. But I, uh, this time it looked like, uh, looked like justice uh, has been served. It's still a lot of, <laughs> still a lot of, uh, Still a lot of things running around out there that's not, uh, that's not uh, just right, uh, but uh, in this particular case, it like Don found guilty on four counts. Uh, hmm. Hey, uh, it's about uh, 20 minutes after 7, y'all, in the ATL. We've been rambling on there for a while. I ran right through a break. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls, y'all. See if we can, we ain't paying no bills. Y'all, we living on, <laughs> on, a, yeah, on the, on thin ice here. Hey, we're going to take a quick pause for the call. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me in the hush mode. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
I'm still putting it together. It's a lot of work, y'all. Really, I've been out of the computer business for some years now. I got to get my old, uh, I ain't what I used to be. <laughs> I had to break out an old HTML book that I bought back in 1995, y'all, to try to put this blog site together. I can mull around with it, but it's time consuming. Once you get out of that business, you, uh, it'll take you a little while to, uh, you know, get back in there. Yeah. It'll take a little while to, uh, y'all go to my new, uh, Facebook page, the Hushville Black Forum. You'll see it hanging on my, uh, personal Facebook page over to the left. Go out there and like that site. I need some more likes. Tell your friends to go out there and like it for me. I need to get about 20 more likes. <laughs> hey, I ain't too proud to beg. Ain't that the record? Just begging is what I have to do. I don't know what's going on there. Don found guilty on four counts. Don't keep saying that he got a hung jury and the judge somebody mistrial. That sounds like conflicting uh, reports there, y'all. How long is this guy going to go to jail for, or say, facing sentences, uh, a sentence up of up to 75 years, or he going to jail for something? <laughs> he going to jail for something, yeah. We just don't know what for. Let's see, did I send that? I didn't send that. I've been on air all this time, and I ain't got my... Facebook friends involved. Hey, y'all got to go back and pick my shoe up. I've been on for 20 minutes or over 30 minutes already. My Facebook friends, go out and like my uh, website, my new Facebook page, Husmo Black Forum. It's hanging out there on my uh, Facebook page. Go out there and like that page for me. I need about 20 more likes. I was just telling the folks, I ain't too proud to be. Y'all don't know. How my friends doing up there in uh, OH10? How's the weather up there? I know it's been rough. <laughs> I know it's been rough up there. Uh, that's what y'all do. I see a big pile up on the Pennsylvania Turnpike here a few minutes ago. Y'all talking about uh, somehow <laughs> they know how to drive on the right. Okay, know how. <laughs> Okay, know how. See, I want that to go to all of my sites on, uh, uh, let's see now. See if I can, uh, I see where I'm coming when I broadcast on my show. It comes up on my Facebook page. Let me see if it comes up on my, my new Hushmo Forum uh, page up here. Y'all go take that page out and uh, like it for me. We, uh, we need some more likes. We uh, just put it together. It's, a, it's in conjunction with my uh, new blog, uh, is what it is. Uh, uh, we uh, we normally uh, just do our uh, blog club radio show without a blog running. But here lately, we see where... Uh, the uh, advantage of uh, running a blog sim- uh, simultaneously uh, to your uh, blog talk radio is 
it allows you to uh, reach a few more uh, a few more people out there in uh, cyberspace. And uh, as 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 I go with it, it's going to be uh, more and more uh, user friendly, as they say. I'm I'm going to put some video out there, so I'll actually be able to. Uh, to uh, share some video with the uh, live video with the uh, audience, although I ain't much to look at. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't much to look at, yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know. Don found guilty on four counts. I still don't know what that means. If they're talking about, uh, uh, I'll, I'll get some more scoop on it for y'all. That's what we do out here on the Hushmo platform. You know, we decipher stuff. <laughs> for the masses, y'all. We, we, uh, uh, yeah, that's what we do. We, uh, make sense of things that uh, just don't make no sense. And Lord knows there's a lot of stuff going on there, including that Congress up there. But it looks like things getting better in the Congress, y'all. John Boehner finally, uh, he finally, uh, stood up to, uh, the Tea Party, that crowd, and told them <laughs> to get back <laughs> and leave. Leave uh, me alone. I got uh, I got to get something accomplished while I'm speaking of the house. I can't uh, be uh, going down in history as a do nothing uh, speaker. Oh, I like John Maynard, really person. I think he's a, a, a probably a pretty good third person. Old bartender's son. I think he's probably a pretty good person myself. But uh, that crowd, he's a uh, <laughs> That crowd he's overseeing. <laughs> that hey, uh, I'm just saying that that <laughs> that crowd he's overseeing. Uh, they bear watching, you yeah. Oh yeah, that crowd bear watching. I'm gonna tell you, was it all me, yeah? What does it all mean? We, uh, Mars Madness is getting ready to jump off, y'all. And I don't know for the first time. I don't even know. I haven't seen a college basketball game this year. Our baseball players got paid down here, y'all. Freddie Freeman and Jason Haywood. Hey, we're doing a little sports, y'all. Excuse me. <laughs> we do it all out here now. We, we, uh, we do it all. Yeah. We, uh, we do the sports. Had some great news for the Atlanta Braves there. We uh, signed two of our young stars, Freddie Freeman and Jason Haywood. Freddie got a monster deal, eight years, 135 mil. Jason about 14 for two. Jason was hurt a little bit this year, but he go two years. He gonna he gonna really cash in. I'm gonna tell you that right now. This boy's a monster. He gonna cash in. Jason is a monster, y'all. Y'all don't know. I'm gonna tell you. I'm here to tell you, Jason is a monster. I gotta get this. I gotta get this. I gotta get the. Somehow I've got to get this thing going to my uh, Hushmo Black Forum here page. It's going to the wrong page. 
Let me see how I get that done. I want my announcements to go to both pages. Maybe I can do that in uh, this thing. Some kind of way. I don't know. I got to play with this. I I got my now. I got my blog talk and my Facebook and my blog, and my regular website, all that stuff hooked up, y'all. Trying to see all my books. Hey, three ninety nine uh, ebook edition, y'all. Go to my website hushmoback dot com or follow me on Facebook. You see it out there. Click on it. It'll take you to where you can get it. It's a must read, y'all. It's a must for your library, providing uh, food for thought and reflection on uh, what this economic divide is all about. Yeah, I shed some uh, light on it from, from my perspective, from my family's uh, 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 perspective, some 250 years of it here in this state, in this country. So, yeah, we uh, we think it's timely. We think it's very uh, timely for Black History Month and uh, the uh, uh, the point in history uh, uh, that we find ourselves in today, most like 1776. Y'all, I, I keep going back to that period, but that was when Mrs. S. Grant was the president uh, in the second term. They were uh, the uh, it was just a, a crazy, crazy do nothing Congress uh, uh, in place then mainly having to do with a segment of the Congress, mainly the South, railing against the Southern Homestead Act. The railing against that Southern Homestead Act, that was the key political argument going on at the time. The 10 years after the Civil War was over, the South concentrated solely on repealing the Southern Homestead Act, and and while they were in process of doing that, denying the five million free slaves access to that property, they succeeded to a great extent in accomplishing their goals there, to the detriment of uh, not only the Americans of African descent, but to uh, the country uh, as a whole. As time went on, today, some 135 years later, we sat here with uh, a whole segment of our society uh, that has been uh, injured by uh, these uh, uh, discriminatory uh, laws that uh, was put in place. Denied people access to uh, the society. That's what it amounted to. Taking away 14th Amendment rights, that's what uh, the separate equal laws did. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what Plessy held in place uh, 14th Amendment uh, violations. Uh, you know? That's what that thing was all about. That's what Brown was all about. They found that the court did when Brown set aside uh, Plessy. I mean, Plessy wasn't just uh, something you just set aside just because you, you, when you drug uh, Homer Plessy off that train and put him up, uh, locked him up in a, uh, uh, locked him up in a, uh, uh, a jail cell by by himself, you literally took all American Akron set out of uh, white society. That's what happened. 
Yeah, out of white society, out of society, period. You know that story about white-collar jobs? That ain't just about white shirts. It's about white people. <laughs> we, <laughs> it's, not, it's not just about... Uh, not just about uh, white uh, uh, shirts and things. It's about white, uh, black people not being allowed to work in the office space. Uh, there you are. For some maybe uh, hundred years after the Civil War, y'all, because of uh, the separate equal law. Yeah, it hurt us financially. We ain't mad about that. that no uh, particular group of people in society, whether it's the KKK or the AAA or whoever. We petitioned in the Republic for reparation for which we've already won uh, the case against. Now, the government, you gotta, people got to realize here, uh, when we, uh, we know the difference between the democracy and uh, the Republic. The Republic is the government itself, the Constitution. The Constitution of the States there is a uh, Republic. It's the way uh, the country is set up. Y'all. We set up as a Republic government and a democracy society made up of a bunch of mobs uh, like uh, the Tea Party. And that's put together, you got to, uh, what? <laughs> a demo rug. You got something? But you ain't got a pure republic and you ain't got a pure democracy no kind of way. You got some kind of half breed, <laughs> some kind of mixture of uh, those two things, some kind of half breed. You ain't got a pure nothing. You ain't got a pure nothing there, y'all. You got a half breed. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. That's what you got. Need a few more likes, y'all. Go to my website. Go to my Facebook page first of all. But go to my website and follow my uh, follow, follow you follow uh, my uh, Facebook uh, link to my web page. Yeah, that's what to do. Go there and do it like that. Cause that's where we um, the form is going to just uh, generate. Uh, 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 the forum is going to generate a post to uh, that page. We need you to like us, though. We got to get a few more likes to be uh, branded, as they call it. I don't know. Hey, y'all, tell a friend. Uh, and pick up my uh, my new book, y'all. Three ninety nine for the uh, uh, ebook edition. I made it uh, accessible to the masses. We made it very accessible to the masses. Dealing with the book deal with the economic inequality that uh, everybody is talking about now. Uh, they curtain around the very edges of uh, racism. We we uh, we take a look at it. We take a look at it from. Uh, from its inception, how we view it from from the uh, from the definition from a Webster, how how it's defined in uh, the dictionary. Uh, we suggest that uh, Nicholas Pope Nicholas Five, y'all, back in 
1452 issued what was known as the Dumb Diversa. It was a, what they call a papal bull. That's uh, the Pope's direction, directing uh, uh, his uh, edicts to uh, his subjects, the cardinals. Get uh, this Pope Francis just issued a set of uh, directives uh, to his cardinals, giving them certain uh, uh, certain. Uh, 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 things to work on in that Catholic certain uh, guidelines to go by in that Catholic Church. That Dom de Versa allowed uh, the King of Spain and the King of Sport, uh, Portugal to uh, enslave people. To enslave people. Oh, yeah. They said they wouldn't uh, back then. These were 1452. No, Europe just, uh, <laughs> Europe was just, uh, well, they were in the midst of, uh, well, the age of enlightenment, as they call it, I guess, is somewhere in there. In the state. They enslaved everybody who ain't uh, Christian by that time. You know, they, they, they got the church is powerful. That Pope is the most powerful figure in the youth. They done set up uh, some kind of church, and <laughs> Pope got the Lord to enslave people. I don't know who got that authority from. But he got the authority. He issued that Dom diversity. That that thing has been credited by historians with the uh, uh, starting uh, ushering in. Uh, ushering in uh, the West African slave trade. Yeah, rush, ushering in the West African slave trade. Yeah, that that Dom diversity issued by. Pope Nicholas V in 1452. Y'all check it out. And uh, it's just a fascinating story. But anyway, I started my story and, uh, with racism right there. That's an act of racism in my mind. Anytime you uh, enslave another race of people uh, and then uh, uh, put forth the proposition that you are, in fact, superior to, to that uh, enslaved uh, human, uh, that's... Uh, that's an act of racism at its core. That's what that's what happened here, you know, in this country. Uh, when the when the uh, mostly uh, Anglo-Saxons uh, who lived in the South who decided to enslave uh, the Africans, they uh, in fact uh, uh, induced a uh, system of uh, racism. Uh, by by by, its mere, uh, by the mere definition of uh, 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 the word, the government allowed it. It came harder to uh, racism. The, the government, by allowing uh, uh, the ownership of slaves within uh, its uh, jurisdiction, became a party to uh, racism, and therefore a system of Racism, the government, apartheid in the South Africa uh, was a, uh, a, a racist system of government, much like uh, the Constitution in its inception. A great, great document. I don't mean, I'm not. <laughs> it's a great, great uh, document. The Constitution is, uh, I'm the first to tell you, great, great document. 
if if you uh, if you have access if you have access to it. In the beginning, my people didn't have access to it. Things have changed. Things have changed. I didn't know that. So today, some hundred and thirty-eight years, some hundred and thirty-nine years after the Civil War was over, we still find ourselves battling remnants of slavery. We still find ourselves battling slavery, huh? 149 years after that it was over. Uh, racism, yeah, it uh, evolved still. Well, it was still. Uh, we've just about concluded that uh, it's passed on through DNA. And it's not, <laughs> I said that, I claimed that uh, some five or six years ago. And people thought I was crazy. <laughs> and now, now, more and more, you're starting to hear people talking about, oh, is your baby this or that? Can your baby think when they come into the world? Do your baby know this? Is your baby racist? Can your baby be racist? Uh, Six-month-old baby on the cover of Newsweek, September edition, 2009, University of Texas did some studies on it. You know, claimed that, yeah, that baby, six-month-old baby was racist or had some racial tendencies some kind of way. I suggest that uh, racism appears right along in your DNA. Yeah. And there's about 20% of Americans of European descent who are racist. And the thing about uh, being racist, racism, uh, racism produces a byproduct. Uh, and I contend that that byproduct is hate. It produces a byproduct of hate. Yeah. It's just a natural uh, a phenomenon uh, in the social interacting uh, interactions of uh, human beings here. Yeah. yeah. Racism produces hate. It, that's the title of racism and hate. That's just a natural phenomenon in any in uh, society. If you're going to uh, claim uh, to be superior, <laughs> Uh, you're gonna, uh, uh, you're gonna uh, create a uh, a negative uh, reaction in the in the uh, in the uh, in the person who uh, claiming to be superior to. That's just a that's just a fact of nature. There's nothing tricky or slick about it. The economic equality by the economic inequality by not 
allowing the 5 million ex-slaves to acquire the 46 million acres of real estate, which people who look at it suggest that as many as 2.5 million ex-slaves could have occupied that land, worked that land. They had the skills to clear, work, plant, do anything they want to, cut the trees down, sell the trees, whatever. A lot of timber on that land, too, y'all. Oh, y'all don't know. <laughs> hey, but read my book, Racism and Hate, an American Reality. But had they allowed the blacks to acquire that land, they would not. we would not be where we are today with this economic divide. I assure you, we would not be where we are. We would not be talking about uh, uh, the economic divide between blacks and whites. No, we wouldn't, y'all. No, we would not. Had they allowed the blacks to acquire that land, uh, they didn't do it because, first of all, they were afraid that they would lose the free labor of the blacks uh, by allowing them to acquire the land and have land of their own. Uh, and little did they know that would have been the best thing for them, uh, the blacks uh, in the society. I'm looking back. I mean, imagine, they took that land, they repealed that thing, y'all, turned 43 million acres back into the government in 1976, untouched. That land wound up in the hands of uh, the Northern industrialists. Uh, the uh, Georgia Pacifics of the world got that land. Yes, they did. Hey, my, hey go read the book, uh, uh, by Michael Lanza, y'all. Michael Lanza tell that story pretty good. Uh, and uh, Agrarian and Reconstruction Politics, uh, the Southern Homestead Act by Michael L. Lanza uh, talks about that uh, 46 million acres of land and uh, what happened to it. Had we got that to start off, uh, we'd be, uh, we wouldn't be talking about this economic divide. You know? Because, like I said, blacks had all the skills to uh, work that land. Oh, they weren't educated. They didn't know they, uh, three hours. They did learn that three hours too shortly after that. Shortly after they uh, were allowed <laughs> to be educated, they, uh, by, uh, uh, see, and the funny thing that happened, y'all, uh, during this period here, uh, uh, them uh, railing against uh, at every, uh, they got to the point where they shut that government down with nothing being done, much like uh, the shutdown of October 2013, much like that the Congress just shut the government down because uh, uh, they was railing against the Southern Homestead Act, y'all. They said there was a wealth redistribution. I remember as <laughs> blacks, my people had worked 300 years, slaves, didn't have a dime, uh, and didn't want to, uh, 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 was discriminated, didn't want them into the society. Oh, no, they didn't want to uh, uh, mingle with the blacks. They wanted to keep the, keep them down somewhere in this uh, uh, and rock democracy. Uh, so they, they uh, uh, rail against them going, they rail against them uh, assimilating uh, into a society. Uh, that's where they put, uh, that's where they placed uh, American Africans in for some hundred years after that Civil War. Took a tremendous uh, economic toll on uh, that community. Now, uh, 
they went in the realm about why it is that uh, so many blacks are unemployed. Because you uh, refuse to allow them to uh, assimilate into the society. Y'all stop uh, playing games here. Stop the games and uh, uh, get down to the uh, causes of uh, the economic uh, 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 inequality in the country that has to do with some hundred years of 14th Amendment violations when it comes to Americans of African descent, that group of minorities, which makes up about 13% of the population. Now, obviously, there's other minorities. There's Latinos got problems over here. There's some ladies got problems over here. There's uh, Jews got problems over here. Everybody, uh, 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 a lot of different minority groups have different issues with uh, the republic. Ours, Americans of African descent, is unique. American African descent is unique, is what I, I contend, is what my study shows. Theirs is unique because remember, the separate equal laws dealt only, as far as I can see, as documented, and any kind of legal thing there dealt only with Americans of African descent. When Plessy took, when Homer Plessy was drugged off that train down in Louisiana in 1892 and went to court over 14th, his 14th Amendment rights. The court said that Americans of African descent, and they didn't say nothing about nobody else, Americans of African descent was inferior to the rest of society, it could be separated out of that society. And that, that's what they did. Separated America's reference and out of the workplace on an equal level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on a, they said they took us out of the workplace on an equal level. Uh, devastating our uh, economic structure. And we, you know, we were just getting started. I mean, they owe us a reparation from that time. Yeah, yeah that land was valuable. That land was, uh, and that wasn't uh, nothing that just, they were just giving us. Remember, remember, the slaves was the economic foundation, the South. The economic foundation of the South, of their marketplace, of their uh, uh, financial markets, how they uh, uh, intermingle with the uh, stock market up there in New York was through the uh, uh, value of the slaves. The slaves were their uh, uh, gold standard, was their, uh, uh, what they uh, property economy for, the family and slaves. Oh, yeah, five million slaves were valuable. The 500,000 here in Georgia had a value of some $300 million, $315 million in 1860 here in Georgia to the state. That was the most valuable. Yeah, the slaves were more valuable than the land itself. <laughs> yeah, the slaves was more valuable than the land itself. So, uh When the, uh, 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 the Civil War was over, the five million slaves were set aside. They had a great deal of value now uh, before that war started, after the war. 
they value stripped away. <laughs> they they value stripped away, y'all. They value was stripped away. And that, that can't happen in any kind of uh, a capitalist uh, equation. Uh, now you, hey, you got labor, you got uh, goods and services, and you got uh, capital. You got capital. Uh, the slaves were not only the labor in that equation, <laughs> they were the labor in that equation, but they were also uh, the guarantor of the capital. They were the gold. They was everything. They had a, they were they was everything, you know? And that's other uh, capitalist system. Well yes they were. They had a value. Now the slave owners after the war, now they they didn't mind, they lost their property. <laughs> they were mad about losing that valuable property. They uh, reappraised their property up. <laughs> They land with a forty-two cent an acre to two dollars an acre. Some, <laughs> and they, hey, uh, <laughs> they got together and raised the value. They probably didn't have the most slaves. They could take them to the bank and borrow them next year's crop. Although they had them tied to these sharecropping contracts and wouldn't allow them to breathe. <laughs> they, after that Civil War, they, hey, but uh, hey, hey. We are uh, here today looking back where we are today with the uh, uh, with racism and uh, race relations and economic inequality and front and center on the nation's conscience. Uh, we think it's a great time to uh, uh, shed an honest, uh, 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 get an honest perspective. Uh, uh, Perspective uh, involved in the conversation and uh, stop uh, darting around the issue about this and that because really, which if you look at what happened to America's Africanist Senate, uh, uh, ge- uh, almost amounts to a genocide. You know? This is a, the hundred years after uh, the Civil War was over. Uh, what happened here in this country, but uh, some of the laws that. Uh, uh, almost amount to genocide now. Uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, he talked about that. One of my greatest pieces in here is on uh, W.E.B. Du Bois talking about uh, uh, 300 years of uh, discrimination against the black man, against the Negro, uh, that happened uh, that he had put together and uh, was about to present it to uh, he was about to present it to uh, the uh, United Nations there in 1947. Of course, the uh, uh, our delegation would not allow him to present that thing. Yeah. A 1947 petition. This is rare stuff, y'all. If if y'all didn't buy my book for no other reason, it's worth the uh, the price just to uh, get this piece right here by W. E. B. Du Bois. It's a 1947 petition to the United Nations dealing with some 300 years of discrimination against the Negro. This is 1947. 
he had put this thing together because remember, the United Nations was a, a newly formed body at that time. But one of the uh, branches in that uh, newly formed body was uh, uh, <laughs> an equal uh, a rights division. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of the United Nations, they had some kind of civil rights division in that dealing with uh, race discrimination because remember, they came uh, uh, together to deal with uh, Hitler. <laughs> they got together to deal with Adolf Hitler, who had killed, who had killed, they say, uh, some six million uh, Jews over there in Germany. And they they claim uh, it to be a racial issue. I claim it to be more of a xenophobia type of uh, issue. But be that as it may, six million people died, they say. And so, yeah, the United Nations was all up in arms about treating uh, different uh, uh, nationalities of people, different uh, ethnic religious groups of people, differently. The minorities, they was all up in arms and and, uh, set up headquarters right here in New York and W.E.B. Du Bois and the NAACP thought, wow, what a great, great opportunity to uh, uh, pitch our uh, uh, own uh, 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 case uh, to the world against uh, the discrimination that we've uh, experienced experiencing here right at home. So he got together with this petition. He got together... <laughs> He got together this petition, though. Yeah, one of the greatest uh, pieces of work that you'll ever want to see. Yeah, one of the greatest pieces of work you'll ever want to see, uh, is 1947 petition to the United Nations. I keep it bookmarked in my book because um, if you look at uh, the great social sciences of today, and there are some good ones, uh, some 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 heck of a social sciences today that uh, study uh, the history of uh, America's backwardness. That they can't uh, they can't come up with anything new on the uh, on black culture here in this country. It's, it's impossible. They can't come up with anything new here uh, in this country uh, because of uh, this one uh, this one man here, W.E.B. Du Bois, because he has <laughs> defined, he's defined uh, all there is to uh, uh, know about it, believe me. <laughs> yeah, he's defined everything there is to know about uh, black society. Yeah. Oh, yeah, W.E.B. Du Bois. In American society, oh yeah, this guy—he's not just a social uh, uh, a man that studied uh, American activism. And he studied American society at large. He studied it from afar. He did most of his study at the University of Berlin in doctorate work. Oh yeah, both the University of Berlin, yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, this guy—he went to the University of Berlin. In 1892, <laughs> he went to the University of Berlin, graduate school, yeah, on some scholarship from the president. Oh, he was the president, 
saying there were no black smart enough to go to graduate school abroad. The boys uh, sent him his resume. They said, oh, yeah, you crazy. I just graduated from all the interest universities. He talked about his father. I ain't to that stuff. I speak to it in different languages. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I, I didn't mean you. <laughs> they said, I know that. He got over that in two years. He had knocked, he had knocked that stuff out just about on his graduate. Suppression of, <laughs> suppression of the slave trade. The president of the West African slave trade, that's what he uh, was working on. His thesis uh, he was working on found that to be a great place to uh, work on it because when he got uh, into the school loan at the University of Berlin, and he discovered that Mark, Karl Marx had been using uh, the new colonies that was a <laughs> the newly formed country of America as a test tube <laughs> to develop his Marxist theories. Hey, uh, this is no joke. He Karl Marx used uh, the uh, the new colonies as a test to, to to develop Marxism and communism, y'all. He developed all that stuff off of the study of a system of racism that existed here in this country under I mean, the Constitution. That's just what by definition. People don't like to hear here, uh, some will say that the Constitution was a racist document, but in fact it was. Yeah, because it allowed uh, slavery. Anytime the slavery back, it's, it's the most basic root <laughs> of racism. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, he formed his whole uh, theory. A lot of it also uh, Turkville, yeah, Turkville. You heard the Frenchman came over here in the South, wrote this uh, American democracy and all that stuff. He took that straight back to Karl Marx. <laughs> Karl said, oh, what we got here? Uh, we missed something out of the equation. We tried to figure out how that capitalism was working so good over there. They could do such cheap labor. <coughs> oh, they got about half the population of slaves. <laughs> they working for nothing. Karl said, oh, <laughs> we, we got to come with the uh, some other way. In comes materialism and all this, the theory of materialism and all this other stuff that was hooked up in this Marxism and communism thing. You know, they thought just uh, <coughs> they create uh, steel or whatever system you got. Uh, believe it or not, the uh, percent all the money is going to coalesce around 1% of the population. <laughs> I don't care when it is. Capitalism, racism, communism, whatever kind of system you run, that money is going to coalesce around the one percent of the population. It's just a fact. It's just a fact, y'all. This guy's been found guilty on four counts, y'all. I don't know what that means. Somebody said he can go to jail for 75 years, and then somebody said he was hungry. Or just hung jury on one count of murder, <clears throat> whatever. I, you know, count for mistrial declared on first degree murder count. Right? We don't want to try for miss. We just want this guy to go to jail. Hey, I'm going to take another quick pause for the calls here. We'll be right back. Y'all hanging there. You got me the hush bro. Advocating on your behalf. 
You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
in the United States of America in 1940, 12,865,000 native-born citizens. Something less than that, something less than a tenth of the nation who forms largely a segregated caste with restricted legal rights and many illegal disabilities. This is 1940. He's talking about uh, the conditions of uh, some 12 million uh, American of African descent or African American, if you will. So uh, designate yourself that way. Who forms largely a segregated caste? It's nineteen forty-seven. They still got a segregated caste going on under under Plessy. Now this is what uh, W. E. B. Du Bois is talking about here. Our leading uh, sociologist uh, uh, still to uh, this day uh, check his work out. There's nothing he hasn't uh, covered about. Uh, this uh, our uh, place in the society. They are descendants of Africans brought to America during the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries and reduced to slave labor. <clears throat> this group has no complete biological unity, but varies in color from white to black, and comprise a great variety of physical characteristics, since many are the offsprings of white European Americans, as well as of Africans and American Indians. There are a large number of white Americans who also descend from Negroes, but who are not counted in the color group nor fictions because the preponderance of white blood conceals their descent. As W.E.B. Du Bois, y'all, leading them to a petition he uh, put together uh, for the uh, NAACP in 1947, uh, seeking a redress for uh, a financial, uh, for injuries suffered under the uh, Jim Crow laws that was in place at that time. He was taking uh, our case uh, if you will, to uh, this newly formed world body who uh, was putting in place uh, a reparation package, if you will, for the Jews who had been uh, 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 decimated uh, uh, during uh, uh, Hitler's uh, 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 reign of terror uh, in World War II. The NAACP, along with uh, Thurgood Marshall and the rest of the civil rights uh, groups advocating on behalf of uh, American African Senate at the time, uh, said, hold up here. Hold up. This country, the United States, got involved in that World War II, spent hundreds of millions of dollars putting Germany back together again, putting Europe back together again, creating Israel spending millions and millions of dollars 
and uh, the civil rights groups that hold up here. Hold up. We've been going through what the Jews have uh, 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 been going through for 300 years right here in this country. You know? That's what W.E. Du Bois is talking about right here in this petition to the United Nations. Now, this is where we talk about this income inequality. You know? That's what I talked about in my book. This is straight out of my book, y'all. This is a rare, a rare, a rare piece of history. It's a rare piece of history, y'all. I don't know. I uh, I came across it in an old book somewhere that I uh, <laughs> had from high school. Well, somewhere. And uh, it was first released in the Crisis Magazine, uh, December edition of 1947. That's when this piece was the only time it was published, by the way, that I can find. The only time it was published that I can find, other than one other instance where uh, the uh, NAACP gave permission to another uh, author back uh, uh, sometime around 1950 to, uh, to use it. But it's a rare piece. You can't find it in none of uh, his... Uh, None of Dr. Du Bois's records to house that uh, uh, Universal Massachusetts, I believe, is where the W.B. Du Bois Library. I've gotten stuff from them, and uh, this was not included in it. That's why I know it doesn't exist anywhere else. I went to uh, Universal Massachusetts, to his library, to his family's uh, 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 collection. This guy was a prolific writer, y'all. W.B. Du Bois, this guy had over 2,000. Books and articles and stuff. <laughs> this guy was a prolific intellect, bar none. Uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, my favorite, uh, 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 one of my favorite uh, American heroes. Uh, oh, yeah, this guy had it going on. This is him critiquing just where it is that. Uh, 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 our place in the society uh, was uh, under some 80 years of Jim Crow at that time. It's 1947, so you about 47. Uh, you saw some 80 years after the Civil War. We were catching holy hell, y'all. <laughs> y'all don't know. Under those laws, he said that... Uh, uh, We had restricted legal rights. <laughs> this problem, yeah. And many illegal disabilities. Uh, that's what i yeah. Illegal disabilities, you know, a whole 12 million uh, people back then. They are descendants of Africans brought to America during the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th centuries and reduced to slave labor. The so-called American Negro group, therefore, while it is in no sense absolutely set off physically from its fellow Americans, because remember, they didn't want to let you go back then to get that 46 million acres, because they, they couldn't let you get there because they wouldn't have had any uh, cheap labor. So they kept you 
uh, gerrymandered you into uh, 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 into the back of the society, <laughs> in a way, into the purgatory uh, uh, of the uh, political existence in the society, if you will, for that's what that separate equal uh, stuff did. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, hey, I'm, I can tell you my book, too, getting off the subject just for a minute, that American was after the Senate, born before 1954, was directly injured by those separate equal laws and had a direct uh, case for financial reparation. Already won. Not, we, we don't have to relitigate anything. When Brown said that, when Brown said, let's be a flat, uh, case closed. Thurgood Marshall right then could have positioned the court for on behalf of some 20 million blacks for uh, financial reparation. Yeah. yeah, because we have been discriminated against in the workplace. <laughs> We've been discriminated against in the workplace uh, throughout society. So, yeah, it's not a question of uh, whether or not we uh, won the case. It's just a matter of how much uh, we're due. It's not a question of whether or not we won that uh, reparation case. It's just a matter of how much is due to Americans uh, of African descent born prior to 1954. I got a formula in my book, y'all. Hey, what are we talking about? I got a formula in my book. We got a book, Racism and Hate. We got it's a little book, but we got a lot of uh, pertinent uh, information there for you. Some food for thought and reflection, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, these few pages will provide uh, a small amount of food for uh, thought uh, in uh, reflection on your behalf on just what it is that uh, is uh, causing this uh, economic inequality. And after that, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, my, at least uh, my perspective on uh, some of the causes and uh, some of the, uh, 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 some of the uh, fixes uh, for it. And one of those fixes being uh, financial reparation for uh, American African descent, specifically those born before uh, 1954. Yeah, and uh, I make a case. I make a case, uh, and I think it will benefit not only just the the, the uh, blacks uh, who uh, who were injured, but the uh, society as a whole. The economic uh, uh, situation would uh, definitely improve. So what uh, the country have to give up four, five, hundred, six, a billion dollars maybe to uh, reparate those uh, Americans? Uh, that money is going to come right back into the society uh, much quicker than uh, the eight hundred billion dollars they gave uh, Wall Street General Motors. Oh yeah, they're going to turn around and spend that money back into society, huh? and uh, uh, I think it'll be a good thing all the way around. We're going, to, we're going to start a petition trying to get uh, 200,000 uh, signatures. We, we should be able to get every American of African descent. Go to my blog, Hushmo uh, Black Forum. Go to my website and just follow it to, uh, I got a blog hanging out there. We're going to talk about it. We're going to be talking about it until this president is out of office. Because we think it would be an ideal time to petition the Justice Department for uh, to ask them to look at uh, how how can we go about uh, petitioning uh, the court for uh, the reparation Warren under Brown Warren under Brown. I, somebody said something about a statute of limitation. There's no statute of limitation on genocide. 
We continue. And we continue that uh, we continue that uh, the uh, conditions that existed for the many years between uh, 1865 and 1954, when Brown finally overturned the uh, separate equal laws, uh, was nothing short of uh, genocide. Hundreds of uh, Americans uh, uh, of African descent lost their lives uh, during uh, that period from a result of uh, uh, discrimination, really, racism. Yeah, just plain bloody. Uh, Old uh, racism. So we 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 got to we we want that case. We don't want to go back to school. We don't want to, we don't even want to go back to school. We everything is fine. Hey, everything is fine. That's what everybody keeps saying. Everything is equal. Everything is fine. And we just need to petition the court down to get uh, uh, financial reparation. The law has just been equal. That everybody going to court. Now, uh, citizens up in uh, Connecticut went to court and said, well, you can't uh, do this because I'm uh, you telling me my race. Is, uh, of course, uh, yeah, that's just like 1954. We put away with all that race stuff back then. In Brown, Brown, the mother of all uh, 14th Amendment cases based on race. Huh? <laughs> Every case comes down the pike now. I have to use Brown as a reference. We just never petitioned the court. We want to, we, all, all we're asking now, all I'm asking is uh, for uh, Attorney General uh, 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 Eric Holder to, is to, uh, uh, with uh, 200,000 signatures, is to uh, petition the court for uh, that reparation under Brown, because you know, Brown set us that that's the law that injured me. Uh, those uh, Americans of African descent born prior to 1954. Oh, I went to school here. <laughs> I'll never forget started school here. I mean, I went to first and second grade, and then I went to Ohio. Had to be put back <laughs> up there. <laughs> Had to repeat the third and the second grade. Some uh, <laughs> we weren't learning the right thing down there. But uh, I'll never forget my first day of school. Uh, what I remember about it in 1951, y'all living down there in uh, Henry County. Living down there in Henry County, y'all passing by this new white school with shiny uh, 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 swings and sliding boards. Y'all white kids out there sliding on their swing. We riding the school bus with everybody. I'm on my way somewhere. <laughs> Get to school <laughs> at the county seat, McDonald's, at the old all-colored school. And we ain't got nothing to look like a swing or or a sliding board. We got a heel out back where we slide down that thing on a piece of cardboard. You know. <laughs> got a tie tied to a rope <laughs> hanging off a limb, swinging that thing, swinging on that thing like stars. <laughs> hey, yeah, I do. I do right then. That something was different. Something wasn't quite equal. <laughs> Something wasn't quite right at that early age, uh, but I already experienced uh, racism. I had a grasp of what racism was by the time I got to school. Shoot. Hey, I write about it. I shared my story in my book, Racism Hate. Now, uh, it's, the title can be uh, misleading. It has nothing to do with uh, 
me hating anybody or even hate uh, hate racism uh, uh, produces a byproduct of hate. I can't even uh, use the term racism as uh, I uh, stepping on uh, uh, society without uh, 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 mentioning hate. Uh, they're uh, they go uh, they're like yin and yang. <laughs> you can't. They they can't uh, exist independently. Uh, an American reality, and that's where we are today in society now. Obviously, racism and hate, all that stuff has um, has uh, died down in society. I, no, my books is about uh, the twenty percent or so that still exist in the society. And we have to be uh, cognizant. Uh, we have to be on guard for the 20% that does exist still. Because remember, I, I write about a study that was done in eight, uh, 1940. Gurner Murdoch did the same study on racism. The American Dilemma. Uh, the Negro Problem in Modern Democracy was the title of it, uh, looking at race relations there in 1840. Uh, uh, he uh, came to the conclusion that at that time, 80% of Americans of European descent held uh, some sort of uh, racial bias, some sort of social racial bias toward uh, Americans of African descent. This is, eight, uh, <laughs> this is 1840, y'all. Uh, I mean, uh, 1940, y'all. Uh, this is, you know... Uh, 70 years after the Civil War, still, and this is north and south, across uh, the spectrum, this guy's independent social sci- uh, scientist came over from uh, Sweden, hired by the Carnegie uh, Corporation to uh, do this independent study on race relations at that time. You know, back to the only hell, remember, under uh, uh, the separate equal laws. That study, you got to read, t- you got to get that study. People don't know about it. We don't pay attention to what was going on, y'all. They're trying to uh, talk about income inequality without talking about some of the uh, hideous uh, uh, laws that was in place that stagnated, uh, that uh, uh, handicapped, uh, that literally uh, 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 depleted our ability to uh, keep pace economically. That's what I talked about in this book right here. So when they start talking about income, economic uh, inequality, and looking at uh, uh, the plight of uh, American African descent, we, uh, uh, our community, have to uh, step up and uh, write about our, our experiences uh, in that uh, uh, with the, the society, and that's what I attempt to do. Hopefully, this. These few pages will provide a small amount of food, like I said, for thought and reflection uh, to the reader who want a better understanding of uh, how it is that uh, we, American Africans, who are among the oldest uh, uh, segment of American society, our community is among the oldest. Uh, community in American society. We've been here before the country was a country. Absolutely. Uh, my family in particular right here in the state of Georgia. You know, my great-great-grandfather, he's born here in 1820. His mother was born in 1784. Uh, three years before the Constitution. 
<laughs> three years before the Constitution. Uh, so I'm indigenous. I'm indigenous to uh, uh, the United States of America. How do I define myself? I am an American of African descent. But I'm an American first. I'm an American of African descent. No more, no less. No more, no less. You can define yourself. We've been called everything from this or that to uh, what's next. <laughs> but me, I define myself as an American of African descent. Those are the group of Americans who were uh, legally uh, discriminated against uh, in this uh, state here, in this country. Americans of African descent. So, <clears throat> when, they start, when they start talking about uh, income or economic inequality, the uh, separate equal laws has to come into play. Uh, 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 the uh, 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 fact that uh, that Catholic of America has never petitioned the court for uh, financial reparation back in 1954 doesn't uh, do come into play today, and they are still, but they are still owed that uh, reparation. Because there's no uh, statute of limitation on genocide. And hundreds and hundreds of uh, Americans died under uh, those uh, illegal laws that Fessy uh, set aside, that Brown set aside, that Fessy uh, codified. That's what I say. That's what my books say. It's, it's a great, great read. Just in time for Black History Month. And I want everybody to dedicate learning more about uh, your history this month. That's what the month is for. Pick up my book <laughs> to add to that uh, knowledge, y'all. <laughs> hey, pick up my book. I've, it's a great read. It's got a lot of great, great uh, uh, essays and articles uh, for you to uh, further uh, uh, edify your uh Self uh, about uh, our uh, your history, the so-called American Negro group. Therefore, while it is in no sense absolutely set off physically from its fellow Americans, has nevertheless a strong hereditary cultural unity born of slavery, of common suffering, prolonged prescription and curtailment of political and civil rights. When he took all that stuff away from it, we had no other way to go but to look uh, introspectively uh, 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 <laughs> into uh, our own community. And uh, that's what we did. It forced us to be uh, more close-knit in the way yeah, uh, you can make the argument that in a way, uh, integration harmed uh, a lot of our uh, entrepreneurs. That's just a fact because of, uh, uh, that's where, uh, uh, and the more and more I even look at that part of our history where, uh, you had the uh, Hunter Streets and, uh, the, uh, boom of black businesses on Auburn Avenue and things like that. All uh, black communities uh, 
you know, all parts of the country. Uh, that all went away when uh, we integrated, uh, the so-called integrated anyway. But uh, had they allowed us to initially get the 46 million acres, tell them where we'd be today. <laughs> we'd be really a long way. Because remember, and I go back to this, that 46 million acres was so vital to us because uh, at the South, like I said, they, uh, uh, the same thing that was uh, – just uh, if you want to, to visualize what was going on, visualize the uh, uh, the Southern uh, Democrats railing against uh, the Southern Homestead Act, much like the Tea Party is railing against Obamacare today. The same exact, exact situation only then, they really carried that thing out. They repealed. They repealed. It took them 10 years. It was a 10-year fight. So I'll never say that that uh, that, that health care law can't be repealed. They repealed that Southern Homestead Act after 10 years. They repealed the act that was set aside land for other citizens. Does that make sense? A land that belonged to the, the federal government, the uh, uh, people in the South uh, railed against that because they said that, that, or they somehow feared that blacks would... <laughs> Somehow, get ahead on something that belonged to uh, somebody, <laughs> and that land went back to the federal government, wound up in the hands of uh, uh, northern industrialists. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That's just a fact. Hey, uh, wow, y'all! It's about ten minutes from there. We've been rambling on here tonight. Wow, this thing is so heavy, y'all. Uh. W.E.B. Du Bois' nineteen forty seven petition to the United Nations, y'all. Uh, the so called American Negro group, therefore, while it is in no sense absolutely set off physically from its fellow Americans, has nevertheless a strong hereditary cultural unity born of slavery, of common suffering, alone prescription and curtailment of political and civil rights. We didn't have none. That's what he's talking about here. We, we was forced into a, a, uh, a community, uh, 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 interacting with ourselves in a way that was great. That was great uh, that, that uh, somehow we lost that when uh, the innovation occurred. Had we been able to keep that part of our uh, society, that closeness, that uh, uh, camaraderie uh, to intact, We'd be uh, uh, further along as a people, no doubt, regardless of whether we got the uh, reparation, although the reparation uh, 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 was sorely and still is sorely needed. And we've got to uh, 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 keep up uh, our demand for that. At the same time, we've got to work. We've got work to do. Oh, we can't stop working hard. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. we got to keep working hard. All our struggles got to be tied together here. As Charles Hamilton Houston uh, said, all our struggles has to be tied together and uh, move forward with all of our uh, uh, might to accomplish uh, the objective uh, that we're trying to uh, get to. And that's uh, just uh, uh, on a level playing field with everybody else economically. We're trying to improve our life. And we're trying to improve our life. Oh, we've been decimated by then. This is 1947. 
curtail of political, civil rights, and civil rights, and especially because of economic and social disabilities, largely from this fact, have arisen their cultural gifts to America, their rhythm, music, and folk songs, their religious faith and customs, their contribution to American art and literature, their defense of their country in every war on land, sea, and in the air, and especially the hard, continuous toll upon which the prosperity and wealth of this continent has largely been built. Now, this is back in 1947 when life made up a great portion of uh, the labor still in the uh, capitalist uh, system here in the country. They still was getting a great deal of uh, cheap labor out of uh, that community. Here in 1947, they was doing it in a, a um, discriminatory uh, and uh, illegal of weight. That's what he's talking about. The group has long been internally divided by the limit as to whether its striving upward should be aimed at strengthening its intercultural and group bonds, both for intrinsic progress and for offensive power against caste. We've got different demand sets on how to Deal with this uh, this uh, discrimination, this classic uh, thing that uh, we were faced with at that time. We had all kinds of different uh, ideologies, from the uh, uh, more radical uh, ideologies of uh, those like W. E. Du Bois, and the more Leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, ideologies of uh, the likes of uh, Booker T. Uh, Washington, uh, both great, great, great uh, Americans advocating on our behalf, uh, going about accomplishing uh, the same goal from different uh, perspectives. I admire both of them. They did a great, great, uh, 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 they did a great, great uh, job on our behalf. Uh, Booker T. Washington, but they had uh, coming from uh, from uh, two totally different uh, perspectives, and, and uh, but at the end of the day, what uh, uh, Charles Hamilton Houston, he's working right here during this time. Charles Hamilton Houston, Thurgood Marshall, Oliver Hill, all of them working to uh, rid our community of the separate equal laws here in the forties. This is, heavy, this is heavy stuff going on. They had the input of people like uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, like uh, uh, Ralph Bunch, uh, like uh, Benjamin E. Mays. They had some heavy, heavy minds working on just how it was that they were uh, 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 to go about setting aside, setting aside uh, the separate equal laws who was robbing us of land and deal. Uh, but they uh, got the job done. They got the job done. They, they combined all Charles Hamilton Houston told them, we've got to tie all of our struggles together, no matter uh, where, uh, what ideology you're coming from, whether it's the Booker T. Washington train of thought or the W.E.B. Du Bois train of thought. we got to tie all that stuff together. 
and move it forward uh, with all our might to get rid of plastic. And that's what they did. It took them 20, took them 90 years. I mean, they fall off. But uh, Charles Hamilton Houston, we're going we to we pick up on W.E.B. Du Bois next week. That's, Leslie, where our Black History Month is at. We got to see where it's coming up there because we want to time it. We want to time it. Uh, we want to time it uh, with uh, the end of our Black History Month. This is the 15th. We're looking for our calendar, y'all. We <laughs> we we got the we got so much stuff going on here, y'all. This is the 15th. This is the 15th of February. Next week is the 22nd. So yeah, we got one more week of Black History Month. We'll finish W. In fact, we're gonna start out on W. E. B. Du Bois. This uh, 1947 petition to the United Nations. And then we can we'll, we'll give you a better idea of where we were then, because we was catching holy heck back then. Uh, uh, he uh, let the country know that, uh, 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 and tried to let the world know that back then we had been deprived of uh, uh, our uh, uh, 14th Amendment rights right here in this country, much like the Jews have been denied their uh, uh, <coughs> rights over there in uh, Nazi Germany during World War II. And uh, that's what he's, that's what he's, uh, talking about here. So we're going to pick up on that next week, y'all. Hey, it's just about that time, y'all. Our time flies when you're having fun out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. You know, that's every week. Trying to uh, keep up with current events that are current events that affect the, our community. America's African descent. That's just about everything. <laughs> and that's everything, y'all. Uh, Don guilty on four counts, but mistrial declared on first-degree murder. So, well, he's going to jail for three good while. Hey, you know, I ain't I, you know, so we still gonna advocate for justice. It's what we do out here, y'all, on the Hushmore Black Forum. Go to my website, y'all, hushmoreblack.com. Check my blog out. Go to my new Facebook page, the Hushmore Black Forum. I got a page hanging out there called Hushmore Black Forum on my Facebook page. Go to that page, like it. I need some more likes. Tell your friends to go there and like the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all, on Facebook. Hey, y'all, it's just about that time. Uh, we got three more minutes or so. Uh, we, uh, I don't know, y'all. This thing is getting crazy. The weather, <laughs> the weather, you know, we, we had another ice storm in the ATL. Didn't get hit quite as bad as we did last week, but still, this thing was shut down for a couple of a days here. People just didn't get out there. Oh, people didn't get out there. Charlotte, <laughs> places like that. It was looking like the ATL two weeks ago. Yeah, this weather is crazy, y'all. Rush Limbaugh saying nothing wrong with the weather. <laughs> now, I don't know how Rush Limbaugh know that. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, something's wrong with the weather, y'all. There's some kind of change going on. There's some kind of climate change going on. It's just men don't live long enough to get a real grasp on it. Six or seven years out of the year, it might not only be a fraction of a uh, change, but it's not a change. Hey, that's no been around 70 years, so, so I, we've been around long enough to see a change, y'all. <laughs> oh no, no doubt. But uh, something's something's changing. We don't know. 
Yeah, y'all go to my go to my blog, y'all. We got we got to compensate on the blog over the next few months, y'all. As I develop this thing, y'all can uh, provide some uh, input. Go to my blog and uh, holler at me. Hushmo, what you got here? <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> uh, we're gonna have some fun with it, though. Uh, yeah, we're gonna engage in social commentary. Yeah, that's what that's what we do. Hey, that's gonna that's gonna about wrap up the Hushmo Black Forum show for February fifteenth, uh, y'all, twenty fourteen. It's been my pleasure to uh, spend the evening. We're going to come back next week and do the same thing, y'all. February 22nd, last week, weekend for Black History Month. Until that time, y'all be good, and uh, ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.